glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, fourth day of November, 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there, man. Here I am. Big J, I had a McRib yesterday. Oh, man, it's been a while, it's right? Been, yeah, because the last time they came through, I was on a diet. And Go so try it. I wasn't able to partake, and this time I did, and it was as good as I remember. Oh, that's great. I'm it glad to hear that. It was delicious. I had myself a McRib and a fry and a little bit of a medium Coke yesterday and felt pretty good about myself, uh, despite people continuing to want a McRib shaming. But that's okay. It Who's happens. doing that? Uh, you see, anytime you mention that you enjoy McRibs, everybody seems to come out of the woodwork and tell you how disgusting Listen, they are. There's a reason they keep bringing them back, you idiots. <laughs> well, yeah. No, they know that. But they also know that it makes them feel better because they don't eat one, and that's fine. Listen, I've said it before. They could tell me they make those things out of babies, and I'd eat them because I think they are delicious. Uh, and uh, it's dangerous because I live very close to a McDonald's now that I moved. But I, I am able to still, you know, exert some self-control. I don't like to eat out as much as I once did. And so I'm trying to curb that. But it was nice to at least kick off McRib season. So thank you for bringing them back. It was good to have one yesterday. I'll say that out loud. Uh, when was the last time you partook? Uh, the last time they came back. Okay, so you had one last yeah. time around too. All right. Well, then you were, you were ahead of me. Uh, but now I've got the lead. So your move you in our what? game you, of McRib chat. the lead. It's okay. Oh, you're not going to have one? Nah. What's the matter? Nah. What? I just, it w- wasn't a great experience last time. Oh, so. well, you had a bad run? Yeah. I just didn't think, I was like, what, what am I doing here? This isn't that great. Oh, you Oh, you just didn't like the taste yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But that's I'm it. not going to be one of those haters. That's okay. I don't, uh, you're not required to have them when they come out. That's cool. Uh, but uh, I do remember you at one point was as excited as I Well, maybe not as I was. I was excited for you. You enjoyed you. Well, didn't you make the trip to like Twin Falls for one at one point? No. We you were, having to get one passing through? No, we were, just, we were just coming. We were just traveling through. We were together. No, no, no. We you you and the missus went and, and grabbed one no, at some point. I, no, no, no. We did not stop and grab one. I just was telling you that they were oh, okay. available gotcha. there. That they were available there, but nowhere else in the state of Idaho. That's what it was. That's what it was. I could not. My fault. I For some reason, I had added that you had stopped and ate there for some reason. As we set the table for today's show, know that we'll have your last chance tickets to Hailstorm and Rival Sons for tonight's show at the Rev Center. We are very excited about that. Going to try to give away another $200 today, courtesy of the X Double Dare. That's going to happen at 7.30. Big J has a nerd alert for you as we go forward today and additional fun and excitement. But let's get started with some important stuff, shall we? Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You did not deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And we'd like to pull back the curtain a couple of times on this particular show and talk about stuff. And this is a story that Jay and I had kicked around a bunch off the air, but weren't sure if we were going to talk about it on the air. But now that it has been verified and there's some actual details about it, I almost feel like we have to. If for no other reason, we need to continue to shine a light on mental health in this country and mental health in general. Uh, as there was a story that came out a couple days ago and then was finally verified by uh, prosecutors here in Ada County about somebody that was rummaging through and taking things from the body of one of the victims at the mall shooting last week, which is crazy. 
It was to the point where, you know, when Jay and I first heard about this, we're like, is this even real? This sounds so crazy. Is this even something that actually happened? Yeah. And it turns out that it was, which is bananas. But, you know, uh, it's a story about Mary, Mary Scarborough. She's 54 years old, and she was already acting fairly, I don't know, out of her sorts when the shooting began at the mall. She was at some place in the mall that when she kicking holes in the wall. Uh, and tearing it, it, from what I sheets. understand, it was the arcade. Right. So. And just like going crazy inside of that particular thing. And then, you know, the shooting happened. And then, unfortunately, it claimed the lives of two people, Joe Acker and uh, Roberto Aguirres. And she went up to the body of Joe Acker and started taking things off of the body. Uh, took her rings, gun belt, radio, shoelaces, sunglasses, other items. And then walked outside and started, like, you know, banging on cars and knocking over signs at a COVID-19 testing center. And then set a fire in a porta potty I mean, this was a full-on mental break. Now, uh, there were a bunch of reports because she had moved the body and touched the body, and obviously that, you know, messes with evidence and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And she had told police that she was having, you know, some issues, and she was also, you know, had some alcohol and some methamphetamine in her system, and so there's some drug problems there, but, like, this is a real issue, because you're in the middle of a crazy thing happening around you, and then you've got people acting up and going, you know, out of their gourd as well, which is not a good scene so uh there's uh, the prosecutors are taking this very seriously she's facing multiple charges but it's it's a story of a tragedy that gets even sadder when you factor this in yeah the first the first inclination when you when you see the story and and i and i read about it and i told nick it was there's outrage because they're like how could somebody do this and you know it's just like you you forget that you know there's an op there's a chance there that somebody wasn't already in their right perspective as it is as it is and so at first it was outrage yeah and and now when you look at the situation it's just making this tragic incident even more tragic the fact that uh you know clearly she is having you know these mental health issues and it's not something that she did out of you know i, I think an evil place like she's just a terrible person i think it's more probably that there's some stuff going on that needs to be addressed whether it's you know substance abuse and all of those things you put that all together and this is the problem in our country right now is this type of situation for this particular person and it just is one of those things this has highlighted that in a terrible way yeah it really has and 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 the end game to this is even going to be sadder because the realization of things that uh basically what's going to happen is they're going to charge her with a bunch of crimes rightfully so and she's going to end up in jail and never going to get the help that she needs outside of not being able to have access to the drugs that she was uh allegedly on at the particular time so you know, there's a lot of things that go into this particular story that make it awful and outrageous and sad. But really, at the end of the day, it just is one of those things where I feel for Acker's family and her friends that know that this stuff has happened. I mean, it's just it makes this tragedy even sadder somehow that this was part of the story as well. So didn't want to believe it was a real thing, but it turns out it is a real thing. So they're going to be facing a bunch of charges there, and it's a story that continues to get stranger and sadder every time, every day that passes. Green Day Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and won't play on Sunday. Not that you wouldn't know that if you didn't jump on social media at some point yesterday. 
Uh, NFL Network reported that the NFL is considered Rodgers as unvaccinated since the start of the season, which means he's got to be in quarantine for at least 10 days. Uh, and so according to ESPN, uh, Rodgers has to it's so, seeked out some like holistic medicine treatment and asked if he could use that for no, the... No, it turns out he's a big liar pants. That's what everybody considers and says. I, I, I was immunized. Immunized was the language that he used at the beginning of the season. Correct. He never said the word vaccinated, which is why he could technically say that he uh, he wasn't lying. But he, it was certainly implied. Disingenuous. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It was something that he clearly did not want to talk about, did not want to admit that he was unvaccinated, and so came up with that particular line instead uh, but he is considered unvaccinated. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that come out in this story that 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 weren't anywhere close. The NFL has said that uh, he, he did not violate any protocols, despite their clear pictures of him violating protocols left, right, and center of what's yeah. supposed to be done for an unvaccinated person. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I know the NFL wants to cover the ass of their probably incredibly popular, you know, MVP. That that is something that makes me sad, and the fact that th- this is one of those things that that's on my team also makes me sad. But well, why well, should he that could be? Miss, he could end up missing two games from this. Absolutely, that's could the miss, reason he should. He be could worried. miss the Chiefs. He could miss uh, the Seahawks as well, depending on how he tests. Really, he's away from the team at least until next Saturday. So even if he does play next Sunday against the Seahawks, it'll be a game-time decision. Uh, And, uh, you know, luckily the Packers have a four-game lead in the division, so there's that. But still, it's just this is one of those deals where you, you don't know what the hell he's thinking, but he's allowed to do what he wants, and so... That's his prerogative. It's just unfortunate uh, that his prerogative ends up hurting, uh, you know, 52 other, 53 other people. On well, the also, it's like, okay, you don't want to get vaccinated. Fine. We, you know, we understand that. Then you have to come out and say that. And you have to deal with the things that everybody who in the league doesn't want to be vaccinated has to deal with. And I guess, like, even in the cafeteria area, there's a separate place for people who are vaccinated and not vaccinated to eat and things like that. I mean, there's some real ostracization going on uh, in that. And that's a whole nother conversation altogether. But, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the after game, uh, you know, media sessions, you know, he's supposed to be wearing a mask and those sort of things. And he hasn't, hasn't been doing any of those things. I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff in that, if you ask me. Well, no, I, I, I absolutely you know. agree. Uh, if he's not, but the weird thing is the NFL is agreed saying that he isn't violating pro call, which is insane to me. Yeah. I mean, either he is or he isn't. These are pretty clear-cut lines that the NFL has drawn, clearly wanting as many players as possible to be vaccinated. That's their uh, prerogative as a business and a company. They can do that. They can even require it. But they're not. But they're saying if you decide not to do this, these are all the extra hoops that you have to jump through, and it's very clear he didn't do any of that stuff. And so you can understand why they're like, okay, well, are you serious about it or are you not? I mean, what's the line here? What are we doing? But the NFL's, you know, this is like scandal number three so far in the season for the NFL. Uh, They're still trying to cover up the Washington football team stuff. So they got a lot of work to do. Gail Gadot is popular, Big J, and she's in final negotiations to play the Evil Queen as we get another live reboot of one of their classic adaptations. This time around, Snow White is the movie that they are going to go from animated form into live action. Uh, Rachel Zegler is uh, set to play the titular character Snow White. Mark Webb is directing. You're familiar. Well, maybe you're not familiar with Mark Webb's work. 
you never did see any of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans, right? Oh yeah, of course I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, that's that's to the guy who wrote and directed those movies. Oh, are probably those movies the most be terrible, man. familiar. Well, the first one's not bad, and the second one's really bad. But uh, he is the person that is taking over the Snow White live action world. So uh, Gal Gadot, keep it things busy. That is sublime. That is wrong way here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's time to talk about peeing and pooping yourself, my friend. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> the uh, you know we, we've a lot of talk about space travel here lately, Nick, and uh, the Crew Dragon spacecraft launched by SpaceX up there, uh, which is doing work uh, flying back and forth to the space station and those sort of things. It has a leaky toilet, Nick, well. and so that puts it out of order. Can't use it. Yeah. So that means the four astronauts who were scheduled to fly back to Earth later this month will have to rely on undergarments for toilet breaks while they're cruising back home. What does that mean? As in diapers. They got to wear, they, apparently they have emergency adult diapers with them. Which is interesting. I mean, that's that's thinking ahead, I guess. Do you know what I mean? I, I imagine like when you're putting together a space station, a functioning bathroom is one of the things that you have. But to, uh, I guess I didn't really think about how you have to have a fail safe for everything in case something goes sideways. And to have those diapers on board just in case is pretty forward thinking, I guess. Yeah, I don't, you know, this isn't like they're stuck in this spacecraft, I think, for days. It, it's more of a... You know, uh, uh, several hours sort of sort of situation. But either way, <laughs> the the that whole thing is like uh, I, I'm. You know, as an adult who's not uh, some weird fetish person, and <laughs> I'm just like that's got to be uncomfortable. I I to... can't I can't imagine the mental gymnastics you have to do as a you know potty trained adult that does not suffer from incontinence. What you'd have to do to go? Okay, I'm going to purposely soil myself right now like you know what i mean like that has yeah. to no, be it's... a difficult thing to break through like it's okay just to let it go and i'm like <laughs> no it's not All right right like and even if you had to it's like god that had that i mean you have to walk around in that stuff i don't i don't know i or float around i guess yeah i mean oh but, ugh, ugh. <laughs> and then what do you do afterward i mean you know and that's the whole point is it is a short journey but still just the idea of it i mean that's not something you sign up for as an astronaut no no nobody talks about that stuff as an astronaut yeah. absolutely right you talk about all the cool things and being someplace that not a lot of people have been and doing some important work and scientific discovery nobody talks about how you have to pee and poop yourself if the bathroom breaks down and then you have to live in that for a little while uh, and then you're a 40-year-old with diaper rash all of a sudden, and it, nothing seems right. Do you know what I mean? And the humiliation. Oh, God. And the smell. I mean, you're in a small, confined space, right? Yeah. I mean, that's going to smell. Oh, uh, looks like Captain just, uh, <laughs> thanks. Right. How much respect are you supposed to get after that happened? <laughs> right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your time to be an important person in the world of technology is coming up. We're going to do a little bit of a nerd alert. That's next on the X-Rocks. Rock. <laughs> Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Imagine having invested hours of gameplay and even spent some of your hard-earned money on a game and the company who makes the game decides it's time to pull the plug. 
At least I think that would suck, and it's happening to a relatively new mobile game called Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Uh, Ninitech is ending support for Harry Potter Wizards Unite. The studio announced yesterday it will shutter the AR game on January 31st, 2022, ahead of the sunset. It plans to delist the title from the App Store, Google Play, and the Galaxy Store on December 6th. So that same day, it will also remove all in-app purchases from the experience. I had talked about this game early when it came out, way, way back on Nerd Alert, uh, and uh, now it's going to be gone. So what happens to the people that play it? Does it just disappear? Yeah, or not only can the, people that, the people who play it also disappear. Oh my god, it really is a wizard game. Uh, no, everything is gone. I mean, the game's just done. Can you imagine they did that with our goofy game that we no, play? No, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Animation, throwdown. I mean, I would be devastated at this point because you've invested so much time and energy. And I've even spent money on certain occasions. I oh. mean, it's uh, it's a difficult thing. And this is, of course, the company that does uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, so they weren't obviously seeing the, uh, the return on investment there in the game. And they just pulled the plug. It is, uh, you know, I wonder how much money they did make on it. Well, we'll get into some some money situations here in the next uh, little story, Nick. And if you've ever wondered about how much money is going into the development of especially big console games, this situation might give you just a clue. Take-Two, that's the company who actually owns Rockstar Games, uh, so they own a bunch of other gaming studios, have just canceled a game that had they've been working on since 2017. From a group who created Mafia 3, Hangar 13, uh, a Kotaku report has provided a few more details about the canceled title saying it was a third person action title similar to destiny and it was canceled because take two determined the cost of development were too high compared to the game's uh commercial viability nick the total loss so far 53 million dollars man in four years huh yeah, just uh, just thrown away, and but that just goes to tell you uh, that these these game developers, how much money uh, they're spending on these games to develop and get out into the public, uh, it's it's uh, ginormous. And of course, they're making a ton of money on that stuff as well. You have to keep that in mind. But uh, the amount of money that's being put into these games to be developed is astronomical. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, we talk about the return of investment of these video games, which makes way more money than any movie at the box office these days. And yeah. so, you know, to have a movie that has a $100 million box office budget, we don't even shrug our shoulders at anymore. But, you know, these games, and if it takes four years to put the and $53 million to put it together, if you make a ridiculous amount of money on that game, it's comically low, you know? In comparison, anyway. Yeah, so uh, I guess it's okay to throw away $53 million. No. I guess there's there's successes and failures in every business, I suppose. Yeah, and in 15 years from now, they'll come out with that game. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, one last thing here. Facebook, uh, I mean Meta, have announced the last week that it would be making some changes to its VR headset, the Oculus Quest 2. The big news is that down the line, you won't need a Facebook account any longer to use the Quest 2. That's been something that's been required to play, even use it to play anything. Another Another bit of news uh, that landed right after last week's Nerd Alert is that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas would be converted to VR for the Quest 2. Now, the reason uh, that particular game, <laughs> Zuckerberg loves the game and calls it the best game ever. 
Great. So that's the reason for that. Uh, there's also a new update. Uh, the biggest addition is a s- called Space Sense. It's a feature that goes uh, a step beyond the pass-through guardian that they have currently by showing you in real time when your safe VR space has been intruded. So what that means is when you're playing Quest 2, uh, there is a certain layout that, that you have to be able to have in order to play the game because it's a VR game and you have a headset on you can't see. The pass-through kind of lets you see what's around you a little bit so you bumping into things and here's a big problem that's been happening is uh punching and hurting your pets uh because they, you know your dogs and your cats especially and i can attest to this with the cats in our house they're like oh what's going on because you're being active and you're doing something uh and you're wearing this thing in your head and they want to get close and they want to see what's going on and, and there's been uh, a few uh, incidents here and there i think that have been reported but ultimately uh this is a way to make it safer this way uh you won't hurt your pets and it also anything that that might come into that area you'll be able to know right away i like that very much anything that we can do and uh, you know there's also a ton of viral videos of people hitting their kids on accident as well yeah with this thing so anything we can do to prevent that from happening i'm all for gonna sacrifice uh, a lot of uh social media fun but whatever morning after with nick and big j there's your nerd alert courtesy of big j The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You don't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. One thing that the pandemic has done that maybe we've lost sight of over the last couple of months was, at least during the really, really opening months of it, we were pretty thankful and uh, loving of our first responders that were out there doing what they do and continue to do what they do. Uh, Sometimes that has turned ugly as of late, but uh, hopefully in your heart of hearts, you still believe in the work that first responders are doing, continue to do those in the medical field that continue to work endless and countless hours to make sure those that are in the ICUs, that are in the hospitals, that have to go for checkups, that have to get tested, are getting the best care they possibly can get. And if there's any good news that comes out of that is that more people during the last two years have signed up to be nurses and in the medical field than ever before, which is awesome. Uh, The nursing programs in the United States up about 6% over the last year. That's according to the American Association of Colleges and Nurses. And so with apparently the pandemic not scaring students away, which is very, very good. Uh, Nursing school applications were up by 15% in the fall compared to back in 2018. So people are filing in and wanting to be part of the nursing community, which we could always use more of. So huzzah. Huzzah! Is what we say. And thank you to those that are either in school to be nurses or those that continue to be doctors and nurses out there in the medical field. Uh, You kick a whole lot of ass. That's going to do it for Buster Posey, Big J. The San Francisco Giants catcher, one of the best of all time, announced his retirement, according to a report in The Athletic yesterday. The 34-year-old catcher spent his entire 12-year career with what team? The San Francisco Giants. Helping them win three World Series in 2010, 2012, and 2014. He was also the Rookie of the Year and the NL MVP in 2012. Uh, I think a no-brainer for Hall of Fame. So have a fantastic and wonderful retirement, Buster Posey. You certainly were one of the best catchers of all time, period, dot the end. If you are a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, please know this. It will return to FXX in the, for its 15th season on December 1st of this year. The comedy will return with eight episodes after a two-year hiatus. That makes it the longest-running live-action comedy in television history. Really? 
Wow. No other scripted television show, comedy-wise, has been on the air longer than It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's not animated, of course. The Simpsons hold that, and Meet the Press is the longest-running television show of all time. But... When it comes to live-action sitcoms, no show has been on longer and arguably is still fantastic. Has its fastball like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia continues to. So if you haven't caught up on it, it's on Hulu. You should stream it, enjoy it, and then, of course, watch the new season come December 1st. Here's traffic. One Man's Opinion. That's a show you never got into, right? Uh, you know, here's the thing. Every episode I've ever watched, I laughed. What the hell? But uh, I just, you know, I never, <laughs> I don't know if I got invested in the characters. Also, I could never get the wife interested. And so that makes it difficult sometimes. Um, but when I do have a chance to watch an episode or two, uh, I know at least I'm going to get some laughs out of it. Yes. It's a very, very funny show. Very vulgar, very crude, but also very fun. Crass, for sure. <laughs> Let's play The X Double Dare on 100.3 The X Rocks. Yes, let's play The X Double Dare. It is time for somebody to have their shot at up to 200 American dollars by playing Double or Nothing style and gambling on themselves a little bit. Today's caller X is Jake. Jake, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning. I can unequivocally say best cold music ever. All right, man. Uh, tool fan through and through. Let's see if we can't get you some uh, fun little money coming your way, my friend. What is the topic today, Big J? Oh, so you call yourself a gamer, huh? Jake, do you play video games? I am actually a YouTuber video gamer. Oh, so, yes. oh you may oh, plow through Here, this, dude. Here's 200 bucks. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Well, you know, it's good to talk to you guys. <laughs> well, Jake, good luck, man. You're going to have to earn it a wait, little I bit. Wait, I want to know more about his YouTubing. Oh, go what ahead. Do you, what, do you, uh, what do you expertise in? Uh, yes. Oh. See? <laughs> we do it all. Uh, Den and Dragons, man. A little shout out to the channel, but we do uh, whatever, whatever game comes along. Nice. That's awesome, man. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm professional at anything. I'm professional at doing a lot of little things. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know exactly how that is. All right. Here's right? your first uh, question. 50 bucks. Detective Pikachu is the highest grossing movie ever based on a video game. What game series is the movie based on? Oh, my God. My wife would know this immediately. Uh, Pokemon. Right. <laughs> Pokemon is correct. That is $50 in your pocket, Jake. You can take that and walk away, or you can go double or nothing for 100 bucks. Uh, technically, the questions are supposed to get harder, but we will see. Let it ride. All right. All right, 100 bucks. What is the name of the racing series of games that are a spinoff of Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Kart. Right. That nice. is correct. $100 in your pocket. Do you want to go double or nothing for 200 for the hardest question of all? I mean, let's do this. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you'll be all right. Uh, for 200 bucks, Solid Snake is a hero in which famous video game franchise? What was his name? Solid Snake is a hero. Metal Gear? Right. Go, Metal man. Gear is right. You blew right through him, Jake. Congratulations. That is $200 coming your way, Ironic dude. What's Ironically that? enough, I've never played any of those games. <laughs> 
Uh, well, <laughs> you knew enough about him to pull it off, Jay. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll get you that 200 bucks and make sure you're good to go. That's how it works. Next chance, 1230 and 530. Adam and Jason Drew will both have your chance at more money coming your way all about video games today. Uh, keep listening. We're going to do a little bit of We're Going to Hell action next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> On 100.3, the X rocks. Muskoga, Ontario, Canada is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, man, Muskoga. Yeah, buddy, you better believe it. And it's a story of Norman Ruff. Norman Ruff is 80 years old, and he lives really out in the middle of nowhere in Canada. So it's not really super rare for him to see wild animals, but... Every once in a while, there's a situation where he has to kind of be a little bit concerned, but not so much as one that happened a couple of months ago, as he and his wife ran home in their cabin near Muskoga, and they heard a loud crash coming from the kitchen. They're like, oh no, what's this now? Uh, as they get up and move at an elderly pace, of course, Big J, towards the kitchen. Sure. Uh, what do they see inside of their kitchen at this point, Big J? Let's see, uh, a moose? Uh, nope. But it's definitely in the wild animal care category. Okay, uh, let's go with a bear. Yes, it is 100% a big black bear that had come in through the kitchen window around 1.30 in the morning and then, of course, couldn't get back out again. Oh, no, poor so, bear. the commotion from the trap bear, of course, woke up the 80-year-old and his wife. And uh, he, when he actually confronted the bear in the kitchen, he could see that he meant business. What then follows, Big J, can only be described as a 20-minute brouhaha. Because according to Norman, he got into a literal fistfight with this black bear trying to get him out of the kitchen and the house. Seems like a bad idea. The bear stood on his hind legs and nearly touched the living room ceiling, according to Ruff. So this is how big it is. It's not some little cub. It's a big, gigantic black bear. Next thing you know, he says that the bear gave him, quote, a couple of good slaps. He was flinging his arms around, and that's when Norman decided to do the same. He said that he got in a couple of good shots. He punched the bear in its face and in its chest a couple of times. But the bear did get a good bite in on his hand. As a matter of fact, uh, caused some severe nerve damage to his thumb on his left hand from the bear bite. But eventually, Norman was able to get the door open. And the bear was able to make his way out. When the bear left, there was obviously a broken kitchen window and a bunch of blood everywhere. Of course, that blood all was Norman's. But he was able to then call medical personnel, get him in there, and be able to get his uh, thumb saved and at least some surgical repair to it. But he he can't move it all the way ever again. Oh, man. I mean, I can imagine that the, the, the situation is, is probably that the door to get out of the house was on the other side of the bear. Yeah, probably. And so it's not like, hey, uh, you can't have a conversation with the wild bear and say, listen, let me help out here. I'll just open the door and you can leave. It's all, we're all good, brother. Yeah. Accidents happen. You busted through my window. It's all good. No, he's in the way and he's a dumb animal and can't speak English. And so he's got to fight the bear just to help him out. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And the bear was scared. I'm sure the old man was scared, trying to protect his wife as well as his belongings. 
but at least the bear got out. The guy's going to be okay. He was given a accommodation yesterday, courtesy of the uh, police department in and around the Ontario province. So everybody was celebrating Norman for putting up a fight with a bear. And let's not forget, he's also 80 years old. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that to I, me is the but key. But I think, like, uh, like he's living in a cabin and probably lived there most of the His 80 is probably, like, 50, <laughs> yeah. you know, for a lot of people. Sure, sure. That makes sense. You know, he, he does appear to be pretty fit for his age. I would say he's probably got a pretty good left cross, so the bear probably got a couple of uh, shots to the face. But either way, everybody's okay, and uh, and at least he can say he survived a fist fight with a bear. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I don't blame the bear. He was just, uh, he needed just the bear necessities. <sighs> Morning <laughs> After with Nick and Big J. It's the bear necessities. Your We're Going to Hell story. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to get into an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And you do deserve to get out there and start talking to people, especially if you had yourself cooped up for a while. Uh, Social isolation is not one of those things that does a whole lot of good things for you. But now, more importantly, they're figuring out that, hey, listen, it may actually rewire your brain a little bit and not in a good way, potentially causing anxiety, depression, and addiction. Uh, Being lonely is not a fun feeling, and it can cause a bunch of behavioral and neurological issues that can lead to a bunch of different health stuff coming your way, affecting different regions of your brain and resulting in increased risk of disease. So if you are find yourself at home a lot and you're sitting on your duff and you're playing video games well that may be a good way to de-stress it's probably not great for your weight for your you know disturbances in the brain going on and just the fact that you aren't being you know active and actually going on doing something and so even every once in a while if it's going to the store if it's getting out there and as long as you feel safe and ability to do so it's probably a good idea that you do that just so that you don't you know drive yourself crazy in your house we've talked about this a bunch during the pandemic but now we're figuring out that listen it's really not doing good stuff so do what you can for your mental health everybody that is the lesson here it's a drum we've been pounding for a while and we will continue to do exactly that do what's best for your brain Aaron Rodgers, Big J's having some issues. He's got COVID-19, and the Packers announced he will not play Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. He may also miss the following week against the Seattle Seahawks because he is unvaccinated. Has been since the start of the season. But it is interesting because he's been asked several times about it and said that he, you know, has been immunized was the verbiage that he used, which everybody just assumed meant he was vaccinated, especially considering he wasn't doing the other protocols that were involved with people that weren't vaccinated. But sure enough, apparently he wasn't. Uh, He had an alternate alternate treatment before training camp, petitioned to the NFL for that to be considered the same as somebody who was vaccinated. But they're like, no, dude, talking to some doctor in a drum circle does not make you vaccinated against the the, uh, coronavirus. So sorry, that's not going to work. The NFL rejected that and considered him unvaccinated, and so that's why we are where we are. He has to spend at least 10 days away from the team and has to test positive twice in a 24-hour period after that 10-day quarantine before he will be allowed back, which is why the next Sunday game is in question as well. Buster Posey retiring from Major League Baseball, hell of a baseball player, three-time World Series winner, one-time Rookie of the Year, one-time NL MVP, 12 years with the Giants, 
all of them with the same team. Pretty rare in this day and age. Congratulations to him on his retirement. Do you remember the 2003 reality show Joe Millionaire? Kind of? Yeah, I had to get a, a, a reacquaint myself with it as well. It, it essentially is basically a lie, is what it boiled down to. It was trying to kind of poke fun at the Bachelor and Bachelorette shows at the time, which were considered goofy, but now apparently are king of the reality hill. But back in 2003, uh, Fox basically paid a construction worker to pretend he was a millionaire and featured a group of women vying for his interest. And then, of course, he picked one and then said, oh, by the way, I'm not a millionaire. I make $23,000 a year as a construction worker. And they were aghast because... Oh, I still love you, though. Right, they were after it. But it, it, basically, that's not how it worked. It was a for richer or poorer twist. And they're bringing it back, apparently, uh, despite the fact that all the ladies on the show said they felt gross and lied to, and because they were... Uh, but this time, the show's going to feature two single men. One is a millionaire and one isn't, Big J, you see? Ah. That's the catch. This is seems to me like the awfulest parts of our humanity. Listen, all of these reality shows are the awfulest parts of our humanity. But yes, the fact that they're making it specifically the ability to date somebody that just has money makes it seem even more gross than usual. I mean, at least with The Bachelor and Bachelorette, you can know that they're all just, you know, fame whores looking for whatever 15 minutes of fame they can get and possibly spin it off into their own reality show. In this one, it's just basically looking for money, which makes it somewhat grosser. I don't know. But uh, if anything else, we are certainly fans of gross reality yeah, shows. I'm pulling for the millionaire here, by the way. Uh, what do you mean? The guy who was the millionaire. I hope he wins. I hope the ladies select him. Why? I don't know. You seem to have a reason behind that. Just no? it just seemed to be ironic. I mean, he could probably find a gold digger somewhere on his own. You would think, but uh, I'm sure there's some you're other. Really, twist. in a sorry state, if you can't find a gold digger <laughs> and you're a millionaire, if you're a millionaire and you can't find somebody, yes, you're probably uh, not trying that hard, or uh, something else is going on. Could be. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and great prize here as we have a pretty awesome show tonight at the Rev Center. Uh, Hailstorm's been here the last couple days rehearsing for the tour and stuff right at the Rev Center. So they're going to be ready to go tonight along with Rival Sons and Ida May. You could be there. You just need to be able to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown and pick these up before 4 o'clock today to get into the show for free tonight. Can you fit in those parameters? Do you want to go to a rock concert tonight at the Rev Center? If that is the case, you need to get on the phone and play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Our number is 208-287-1003 if you want to play the game. We'll start off with a couple of multiple choice questions today in the world of pop culture, including Big J, to you. You will start with a a multiple choice question as well. We'll see if you have what it takes in order to beat the good listeners of the Treasure Valley. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Will. Will, you're up first. Will, which morning television show does Amy Robach co-anchor? Is it CBS This Morning, The Today Show, or Good Morning America? Uh... Uh, first one, I couldn't remember what you said the first one. CBS this morning? Yeah. Wrong. That's incorrect, however, Will, but thank you for playing. Hello, the X. Good morning. Oh, all right, that's fine. Hello, the X. 
morning. Hey, which CB, which morning TV show does Amy Robach co-anchor? Your choices are CBS This Morning, The Today Show, or Good Morning America. Uh, Good Morning America. That is correct. Right. She is a co-host Ooh. on Good Morning America. What's your name, please? This is Julie. Julie, you're taking on Big J. Big J, what? We all know that Jeff Probst hosts Survivor and has for the last 20-odd seasons, but what TV game show did he also once host? To tell the truth, Rock and Roll Jeopardy or The Joker's Wild? Let's go with The Joker's Wild. Wrong. That sounds right. No, that's Wink Martindale that hosted The Joker's Wild. So you're down to, to tell the truth or Rock and Roll Jeopardy? Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Right. That's correct. You I hosted win. it on VH1. You lose because that was your second answer. <laughs> Congratulations, Julie. You've got tickets to Hailstorm and Rival Sons tonight at the Rev Center. Well played. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set for that. And we will do some headlines. Those are happening next on the x Rock. After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday. Another one is happening tomorrow, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. This time around, you can get $50 to Guido's Pizzeria for just $25. So if you're looking for some original New York-style pizzeria that's been serving the Valley for over 27 years and you're looking for Guido's, they've got some delicious salads, some fresh-baked garlic bread. Uh, their sausage rolls are great. Stromboli's good. And, of course, full pizzas, New York-style, that are delicious. couple locations, one in Meridian, one in Boise. But check it out for yourself and do so by clicking Half Price Friday at xrock.com beginning at 9 o'clock tomorrow. $50 to Guido's Pizzeria for just 25 bucks. It's not a bad deal at all. Headlines are as follows. Frickin' scumbag doesn't seem sanitary and not sure what the word means. Frickin' scumbag. This guy is going to hell and uh, a special place in hell for him as well. Listen, nobody wants to have their car stolen. It sucks, right? Yeah, but it's another level when you lie to police about something in order for them to find it faster. And that's what 32-year-old James Reyes did when he had his red Mustang stolen. So uh, he was not happy about his car being stolen, and he wanted the cops to find it as quickly as possible. So he told police that inside of his car was a 7-year-old child with special needs, and they needed to find the car as soon as possible. Next thing you know, of course, the police take this very seriously because it's kidnapping and all sorts of things. They put out an APB. Next thing you know, they find the stolen car and the 17-year-old thief that took it. And, of course, everybody wanted to know where the kid was. And the thief is like, listen, man, I took the car, but there was no kid inside the vehicle. I don't know what you're talking about. And that's when the officers realized that he made up this story, knowing that it would expedite the process and find the vehicle, which, of course, is an awful and terrible thing to do. The thief was released to the custody of his parents, and then they charged Reyes with filing a false police report because he can't just make up stories about special needs kids getting kidnapped because you want your car back. That's not okay in any way, shape, or form, and I hope this guy goes down hard for it. Good news is they would have found the kid. Yes, the kid, if there was <laughs> a mean, kid in the vehicle. Yeah, they, uh, they, so, I mean, it, it worked. Yes, but it's still an they, awful thing. They found thing. his car right away. Yeah, when you factor in the kidnapping, sure. But you would also think that uh, there are probably other car, other crimes that police should be worried about on a crime ranking as opposed to finding a stolen vehicle. Agree or disagree? I mean, begrudgingly agreed. You would make up a story about no, a child No, I being wouldn't, kidnapped? but I okay. just wish they would be able to, you know, put that forth that kind of much effort to find my car if it was stolen. Well, sure, you would want that, of course, but lying about it and... It's the difference between them working in shifts. That's right, find, looking for leads everywhere. 
Doesn't seem sanitary or not sure that's what that word means. Not sure that's what that word means. Big J, for our audience, please describe pornography to them. Uh, I mean, well, that can mean a lot of things. Well, what's it mean to you? Men and women doing it. On the camera? Yes, Uh, sure. Would you say that anything that was released in a movie theater is pornography? That had a wide theatrical release. I mean, yeah, well, back in the day. Ah, recently. Since 2002. Nah, since no, 2000. No. Uh, then you are on the side of a sheriff's investigation that went after a Florida teacher. Uh, she got accused of getting in serious trouble because in her history class, she played the Oliver Stone R-rated movie Alexander. Now, it stars Colin Farrell, and in it there is certainly nudity. Uh, Rosario Dawson is naked in it. There's also a couple of scenes of sexual assault and homosexuality. Uh, the Apparently, the, the teacher did do their best to edit out some of that stuff. I don't know how they pulled that off, but... Basically, a bunch of parents were upset that they filmed, that they showed the film Alexander and call and subjected the class to what they called pornography. The sheriff's investigation uh, found out that that was not the case. There was no pornography. Although I will say this, probably a pretty bad teacher if you're showing the film Alexander, which uh, by all indications takes some pretty creative license with the story of Alexander. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, even going back to, and I went through a different experience than most kids went through high school or private school. Uh, of course, this never would have uh, happened in, in my school, but you know, I remember them coming in with movies and things like that, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't. that's kind of lazy to me. Yes, it's, it's, it's lazy. It's one thing to, like, watch, like, you know, you would take an English class and you'd watch the movie of the book that you read or whatever. Like, I remember watching Of Mice and Men with Gary Sinise and John Malkovich after we read Of Mice and Men yeah. in my literature class. That, where you can compare and contrast and have a topic of conversation, but it's different to, like, you're teaching history and then you show the Oliver Stone movie uh, Alexander as a way to teach them what that stuff was. It seems backwards and bad teaching, period. But I'll say this, though. On the other hand, it's, it's cool when you talk about, like, let's say, uh, during the 80s, the invasion of Grenada, and then as a way to show that you watch the movie Red Dawn. <laughs> right, right. That seems- I had no problem with that. <laughs> I felt that was that made sense to me. <laughs> right. Uh, but you can see now, as an adult, yeah. how that probably was a bad decision. Sure, that would have been bad. Yes. Wrap it up with doesn't seem sanitary. A passenger left traveler stunned because he was caught on camera giving a buddy a tattoo during a flight, particularly during the flight landing. The video is posted to passenger shaming with the caption, thoughts and prayers for no turbulence. But basically, uh, one dude has his hand on the pa- on the tray and the other dude has got the ink uh, out as well as the tattoo gun and is tattooing his friend's hand. And you can see like a bunch of ink splashing all over the place. It's not going to be a good tattoo is the lesson here learned. But uh, the video, which was filmed by another passenger, said um, a man was getting some tight and clean line work on his friend while the plane touched down. It does not look good. Not recommended. Also, probably not a good idea to have that tray table down. They tell us all the time it's got to be up Mm -hmm. when they're landing that plane. So keep that in mind. Keep it up at all times. If you're looking for, well, some, some people do. But if you're looking for a tattoo, that certainly would not be the place to do it. GNR, that is hard school here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I need to know if I'm going crazy, Big J. Yeah, you are. Because somebody called me out and I thought it was a bit strange. When you get home from work, 
Do you change your clothes? Do you relax and change your clothes for the day? Or are you wearing what you wear all day? Once you uh, it depends on what I'm wearing. But generally, no, I don't change my clothes when I get home. Really? That's weird. Yeah, no, I change my clothes every single day. I have like around the house clothes. And then I have clothes that I wear like to work and outside. And I mean, like I get that to... Like, why would I wear jeans in my house? Yeah, do you wear jeans? I don't. I don't pay attention. Yes, to your, I wear uh, jeans every half single your body. Day. Uh, that's not what I've heard. But I, I wear jeans every. Yeah, day. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I wear shorts every day. Right. So yeah, I'm comfortable when I get home. So I clearly get that you're wearing jeans. You're wearing something. You want to come home. You get comfortable. You change into something different. Okay. So I get that. You're not crazy. Wonderful. Uh, that's good because somebody was giving me crap because I, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna change and then I'll give you a call and they're like, change and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got a, you know, I just got home from work. I'm going to get into my comfortable house clothes. It's like, what the hell are house clothes? I'm like, well, they're shorts and t-shirts that I wear around my house. Uh, since my wife works from home, she has a pair of uh, regular day pajamas and then work pajamas. <laughs> so she literally will change into her work pajamas and go to work. Okay, that's fine. So, but I mean, are they of the same material? Yes, they're, you could not distinguish between the two. But she can't. Yeah, apparently. Maybe she has a system. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> well, you, it is good that you're paying so attention a, to the lower half of a her lot body. Of, well, yeah, a lot of pajamas going on there. Uh, either way, that's a that's a nice little uh, fun bonus to working from home is you can have such a thing as work pajamas. Well, I'm glad I'm not uh, going crazy because he's like, yeah, yeah, I just hang around in my house in my jeans all day. I'm like, see, that doesn't seem comfortable to me. No, I mean, I don't mind. Jeans are supposed to be comfortable. I get it. But, like, if I'm at home, I'm busting out the shorts, basically, is what it boils down to. Yeah. And kind of getting relaxed and getting comfortable and being able to have a little bit more mobility. But uh, I can, I guess, understand if you're wearing shorts every day like you tend to, uh, why you wouldn't change. Do you keep the jacket on? No. Okay. The jacket comes off. When you get home. take off, yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your opportunity to win a pair of tickets to a concert tonight at the Rev Center is coming up with Bad Impressions. They are next on the X-Rocks. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And our last shot here at uh, getting you Hailstorm tickets. The show happening tonight at the Rev Center. You need to come pick these up by 4 o'clock. Of course, Hailstorm going to be there. Rival Sons and Ida May going to be a great show. You just need to figure out bad impressions. If you get a chance, you should check out the acoustic version that Hailstorm just released of uh, Back from the Dead, too. It's very, very good. And you can check them out live tonight if you want to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. Did you tell them they had to pick it up before 4? Yeah. Beautiful. So make sure that fits in your schedule. If you can do that, you can play Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J's got three clues. All three clues point to a pretty famous celebrity. If you could figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less, concert for you tonight. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? George. All right, George, you're up first. Good luck. Thank you. I just might be picking up my Proton Blaster again. Find out on November 19th. Second, uh, we'll give you another clue here. I turned my days at SNL into Hollywood stardom with movies like Spies Like Us, Ghostbusters, The Great Outdoors, and Coneheads. Dan Aykroyd. There you go. Yeah, I am Belzar. Good job, man. Hang on one second, George. We'll hook you up with those Hailstorm Rival Suns tickets for tonight. What was clue three for Giggles? I created Crystal Head Vodka. And why is little Dan Aykroyd in the vodka. news? Well, there's a couple things going on. Uh, first and foremost, uh, he is uh, coming out on the side of cancel culture and thinks that, uh, you know, 
some of the comedians and things that you know just they're kind of lazy is what he's saying and that uh you don't need to be crass or gross and say stupid stuff to be funny that's uh, one side of it. I know there was bizarre, man. This is just bizarre. Not something I expected, but uh, Dan Aykroyd for quite a while now has been working on trying to get a sequel to The Great Outdoors. Of course, that's kind of difficult because John Candy is dead, man. I mean, what? So uh, the same fellow that directed the original 1988 uh, comedy, uh, his name is Howard uh, uh, Dutch, he has uh, been working with uh, Dan Aykroyd, and, and they're trying to make this thing come together and uh, do it again. Uh, Aykroyd is trying to find a replacement for John Candy. Good luck. This, when is he going to learn that he's got to stop replacing people that are dead? It didn't work with the Blues Brothers. It isn't going to work with The Great Outdoors. Also, I mean, The Great Outdoors is a perfect film that ends right where it should end. There yeah. should be no further adventures up. We don't need any, we don't need to know what happened to Roman after that. No. You know? No. No. We can't just leave well enough alone anymore. Uh, Got to go back to that well a hundred and a half times, but... <laughs> I'm not sure why. Either way, I, I'm about, not interested. How about this? How about a, a sequel to Spies Like Us? Huh? You and Chevy, <laughs> super old. Even that, that doesn't need to happen. It just doesn't need to happen. I'm trying to think of the last, like, honest-to-goodness good thing I saw Dan Aykroyd in. And it, it might be a while. We'd have to go deep into his filmography before I could get to something where I would be like, yeah, you know what, Tommy Boy, maybe? Oh. I mean, if there's something after Tommy Boy, I'm willing to hear it. But I can't think of any. And that was 95, I think. So it's been a while, I guess, is my Well, point. he will be making an appearance in Afterlife, Ghostbusters That's Afterlife. Fine. That doesn't count, though. Well, how That's does that not, not count? Because it's not. He's got to be a star in the starring He's got to be in. Yeah, he's got to be in the movie. He can't be a cameo. Like, you can't play a cab driver and then say that he, he was in a good movie. But uh, I'm going to say it's been a long, long time. And if you're still scrolling, there's no He way. was in the campaign. But I don't remember how prevalent that part was. I don't remember so. a minute, so it couldn't have been that good. And I, I saw that in the theater, but I don't remember him in the campaign. I know he was great in According to Jim. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Asking Alexandria. That is Alone Again here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Wrapping things up for today. Big J gave us a nice little nerd alert. We were able to give away $200 courtesy of the X-Double Dare and our friend Jake's beautiful video game knowledge. That will continue later on today. 12.30 with Jason Drew. Justin. 5.30 with uh, with Adam. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Justin. Jake, Justin. Justin. Jake was his, his YouTube channel oh, name. Oh, yeah. You gave out his legal name against his will, Big J. I hope you're happy. Good uh, luck. But, of course, we also had a chance to have a little bit of fun today and talked about old men beating up bears that break into their house and making sure. I'm glad I'm not alone in the house closed department either. A lot of people yeah. have texted in saying that they are with me. They have clothes that they change into uh, as soon as they get home. But a lot of them also work real honest to God Yeah, jobs. they're real men. Yes. They do real men they things. They do work that's like their grubby clothes is not something they want to sit around the house, which is understandable. Me, I, I could sit around the house in these clothes. I just choose not to. For comfort. That should sake. have been a caveat. Yes, it's very different than doing actual work for a living, no doubt about it. It does leave you with the floor, however, Big J. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, any chance you get right now, uh, get to a, a coast where there's a beach and uh, throw a note into a bottle and then see where that thing ends up. Because a woman was uh, walking along an Alaskan beach and found a long lost message in a bottleneck. It said, Happy New Year, 1987. Does that count? 
As a message? I guess, technically. I mean, what a waste. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you'd think you'd have something a little bit more profound in there. <laughs> What's than... your message to people? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I know. <laughs> trust no one would be uh, Here's mine. We all got it coming. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're about along around the same ends uh, with our little messages in the box. How optimistic of us. Yeah, really. Uh, talk about Doomspeak. But nonetheless, uh, there's some truth there. So look for your message in a bottle and then chuck it in there. Is that how that works? You chuck it in the ocean and it comes in wherever it comes in? Is that I guess. Uh, I have to listen to that police song again, I guess. Uh, don't forget, also, coming up on Friday, it's another Half Price Friday. Uh, 9 o'clock, xrock.com is where you'll be able to get $50 to Guido's Pizzeria for just 25 bucks. So if you're looking for some New York-style pizza that is absolutely delicious, and not just their pizza, man, their salads, their cervoli, sausage rolls, their garlic bread is delicious. Oh, it's all good at Guido's. Uh, grab yourself a $50 gift card for 25 bucks tomorrow, 9 o'clock. While supplies last, I got the feeling these are going to go pretty quick. So get there at 9 o'clock on... Yeah, you got to uh, try to get in there and beat Nick. X Sounds like he's going to buy a couple. I probably will. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the x Rock.